And I was just like, I have to do this. I need to cover the world in better products and better aprons and give people the sense of dignity and pride that's missing in the kitchen. And it quickly morphed from just the kitchen to carpenters and painters and bakers and potters. And I kind of like accidentally stumbled on a huge opportunity because I realized that people in the kitchen weren't the only people wearing aprons. It was also, you know, Google and SpaceX and Yahoo and Four Seasons and humongous companies all over the world that also had terrible uniforms. And so here we had this dilemma, this, this fact, this fact. I've fact. been almost a decade, decade researching decade, this subject. Every aspect of your metabolic health improves. From the Hint offices in San Francisco, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. You may have tried Hint Water before, but this is my podcast. Each week, we talk to some of the most creative entrepreneurs from world-touring pop stars like Jay Sean to the people behind favorite Instagram accounts, including So Yummy, New York City, and even YouTubers like Sarah Dietschy. So the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hey, Unstoppable listeners, welcome back to the show. I'm here with Ellen Bennett of Headley and Bennett, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. Ellen is a line cook turned designer, and today we go back to the very beginning with her. She tells us how she turned an apron business into a multi-million dollar culinary lifestyle brand. She has designed aprons for Google, David Chang, Martha Stewart, and just about every show on the Food Network. She is selling thousands and thousands of aprons weekly, and at the core of it all, she says it's all about community. You're going to love Ellen's story. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Ellen, thank you so much for being here. So Ellen Bennett, apron lady, founder and CEO. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge thank you for coming and meeting with us today. So we're here in West Hollywood, everyone. In the cutest bungalows ever. The cutest. And Charlie Chaplin used to live here. And we found this great space on TripAdvisor. And I was looking for a place where we could stay and actually have a little living room to be able to do these talks. So we're very, very excited about this whole living room opportunity. We should talk to TripAdvisor about this, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I'm giving them so many plugs. We need to get plugs. this sponsor. I know, on, guys. We need to get the Pull sponsor, right? So anyway, so Ellen, super excited to have you here and Thank talk. You. And I should also say that Ellen and I have met before because we were both yes. EY winning women. Yay! So I was 2012 and Ellen was 2017. 2017. And um, so... Basically, I want to hear all about Apron Lady and yeah. how, like, let's start there. How did you decide to do this company? Yeah. And uh, you're based out of L.A., but I'm going to yeah, let you we take are. it from here. So I started Headley and Bennett six years ago. We just had our six-year anniversary on yesterday, actually, <laughs> July 5th. And I basically, I decided I wanted to have this company because I hated the way our uniforms looked and felt. And I felt like there was a huge hole in the market in the restaurant world. Um, I was a line cook. I was working at a two Michelin star restaurant and we just were making insanely beautiful food, yet we all looked and felt like shit. 
And it's kind of like an athletic team when you're in a kitchen. Everyone is working towards a goal and a mission and you're like going down in flames and you're trying to get the goal. And and I was just like, it's so bizarre to me that no one is thinking about the people in the kitchen. It's just like, get the food out, get the this out, make that happen, but not the humans behind it. So this idea sparked there and everyone was like, that's cute. That sounds really sweet. Like, good luck with your cute idea of making aprons for people. Like, that sounds lovely. It was very diminutive when I started it. And I was just like, you know what? This is so much bigger than an apron. The apron is the conduit of the message, but really it's about the people wearing the product. And so I just like started street by street, chef by chef. I went to the farmer's market and I set up a little stand. I got a chef who uh, I used to cook for and he actually got somebody that was going to make him aprons. And and he was like, would you like to buy one of these aprons? I'm getting this girl to do for us. And I was like, chef, I have an apron company. I will do those aprons. And I had shit. I had nothing. I literally had no aprons. I didn't even have a pattern. I just had the idea. And I convinced this guy to drop this chick, give me the order of 40 aprons. And that was basically how Headley and Bennett started. So no money, $300 out of my house six years ago and a hell of a lot of like gumption, call it. And I was just like, I have to do this. I need to cover the world in better products and better aprons and give people the sense of dignity and pride that's missing in the kitchen. And it quickly morphed from just the kitchen to carpenters and painters and bakers and potters. And I kind of like accidentally stumbled on a huge opportunity because I realized that People in the kitchen weren't the only people wearing aprons. It was also, you know, Google and SpaceX and Yahoo and Four Seasons and humongous companies all over the world that also had terrible uniforms. And the only companies that existed were giant conglomerates from overseas, and they didn't really care about the people. They were just like, oh, it's a polycotton apron, and we make it overseas for $5 and call it a day. And I was like, well, let's make it with Japanese denim. Let's make it with beautiful fabric brass hardware. Let's not use plastic. Let's use American webbing that lays flat around your neck. Like, let's make it fit well. Let's use cuts from Helmet Lang and, you know, beautiful brands that know what they're doing in clothing. And so I sort of brought like fashion and function to the kitchen all while. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now. Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box 
while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Everyone was like, that sounds so sweet and cute and little. And I was just like, get out of my way. We're going to do this. And so now we like outfit thousands of restaurants all over the U.S. What are the biggest, your biggest clients? I mean, David Chang, Martha Stewart, every single show pretty much on the Food Network. Where's Headley and Bennett? We're at Williams Sonoma, Sir Latab. Whole Foods, Heath Ceramics, Stephen Allen, Nordstrom. We're doing a collaboration with Vans. We're making shoes for the kitchen. Like this is be turned into this like lifestyle world that, again, it was the root of the mission that was what made us different. So the apron lady, how did that end up? You know, it's so funny. So I I used to call myself Ellen the Apron Lady. Yeah. And the reason that, that happened was, so was I would meet chefs and I'd be like, here, give me your phone. And I would punch my number and I'd be like, Ellen, the Apron Lady, so they could remember me. Or a chef would be like, oh, you got to meet Ellen, the Apron Lady. Like in the world of food, it's like, oh, you got to meet the mushroom guy. You got to meet the pottery lady. You got to meet the guy, the, all the vendors. And for a long time, that was totally my MO. I was like, yeah, I'm just an Apron Lady. And I'm curious if this ever happened to you, but about four years into Headley and Bennett, 
we got a 16,000 square foot factory. Like this was a real business. This was not a joke. This was not in my house. Like I had just given my staff healthcare and 401ks and, you know, I was 28 at the time, 30 now. And it just kind of like hit me. The seat I had created at this table of life, call it. And I was like, you know what? You're no longer this just little cute apron lady. Like you're the CEO of this company. Own it. Like own the shoes you've built for yourself. And I mentally made this switch where I was like, I'm a CEO. I'm not an apron lady. I actually run this company and I created this out of nothing and I have to own it. And I kind of was not owning it by calling myself an apron lady. I was just like, I'm just this girl that works here at this thing that I made. Well, and it's much more than aprons. Totally. Totally. So that's been like my own evolution of like owning what I've made which I feel like almost every entrepreneur I've ever spoken to has that like moment where they shift and they're like, oh yeah, I did this. Okay, I got to own it. You know. And did you grow up here in LA? I did. I'm yeah. an Angelino. An where did you grow up? Uh, Arizona. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, amazing. Uh, but spent a lot of time in New York and then yeah. we're based in San Francisco. So yeah. So super, super fun. So you're at almost 40 people. Is that? Uh, yeah. We're, we are between 40 to 50, depending on- oh like sewing capacities, but on average, it's like 45 is our typical number. So you've gone from just aprons to uniforms. So, I mean, you talked a little bit about this so yeah. before, but so if somebody just decides that they want consistency amongst, you know, their team in terms of what they wear, if Drybar, for example, yeah. wanted to have uh, something in there where everything is super consistent, would that be something that you, they could call you guys to yeah. design? So and- we can totally do stuff like that, but we also do a ton of custom work. So yeah. it's like, you know, if you guys are like, I love yellow and I love red and I want to do something that's custom to those colors. You know, for Google, for example, we made like a whole collection of colors that matched all the Google letters and we can do it to a Pantone match and we have a whole team of designers internally that create mock-ups and digital scans and everything so that you have exactly what you get this is so cool yeah it's like it's really customized and amazing but then we also have a whole collection we create online and what's really exciting is that we take custom designs and see what's sort of trending in our custom world and then we take all that sort of we like our focus group and then we take that and we put it online and we sell it on our site and then we end up getting a lot of the designs from customers like we've had people say you know i have neck problems okay i i don't want a strap that goes around my my neck i'm gonna do crossback apron so then we like invent a crossback apron for them and we're like that's a great freaking idea let's sell it on our website and it becomes like our number one item so it's just like listening to your customers in the restaurant world and then realizing they're just really functional everything they do is so smart efficient and better so then we take that and put it into our direct-to-consumer channels too that's awesome and so is that so this is not just a b2b play no i mean it's not at like all. it's definitely b2b and i mean B2C. we're like a full-blown omni-channel company we sell online we sell in retailers we do collaborations we also do partnerships with people like we have partnerships with Don Julio, Samsung, Pellegrino. We host events in our space. We bring community together. That's we so awesome. we've like built a world around us called the Apron Squad and it's everyone that cares about those details. It's like this our aprons aren't for everyone because not everyone wants to spend, you know, what our aprons cost, but it's about believing that you can and that you should 
be proud of what you're doing and putting something on that you're like proud of. Like a Nike, you know, you go, I actually am a runner. But when I first started running, I went to Nike and I bought a really great Nike outfit. And I was like, I'm a runner now. Yeah. And I like held my head up high. And then I went and ran the New York Marathon. Yeah, it made you feel good. It's like, Yeah. yeah, if you believe it, you can do it. So same idea. That's awesome. So you went from being a chef. Yeah. To deciding that you wanted to wear great stuff. How did you make that first step to actually, like, did you sew? Did you like? No, I don't even know how to sew, which is crazy. But I love design. And I've always had this sort of knack at seeing something for what it could be and never for what it is. Like, even with people, with my employees, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I got to show this and I got to like teach them how to do that. And I, I took the idea of an apron and made it that much better. But it was just about improving people's perspectives on themselves, improving the uniform. And so we just took the bare bone basics and sat with chefs and would say, what do you hate about it? What do you like about it? And it essentially, I was my own version of McKinsey. Like I was my own focus yeah. group with my chefs. And they all told me exactly what was wrong with everything. And then combined with my design sense and their own functionalities, we've like made the perfect aprons and a lot of trial and error. And I wasn't afraid to mess up. So my first aprons stunk. Like they were terrible. And my chef called me in because by the way, I was working for the guy, right? So he called me in after I delivered the order and he was like, Bennett, these straps suck. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to lose my job. This is my own one and only client. I have to make things right. And so I was like, give me half of them. You use the other half and I'm going to figure out what to make, what to do to make it right. And he was like, okay, fine. And the strap system that we created to this day, which is like really amazing, is the same thing that I invented on that spot with like a gun to my head. And, but it's just sort of like, those are the circumstances you sometimes have to put yourself in to make things happen. If I had been at my living room, you know, kitchen, just sitting there trying to figure out what the perfect apron was, I don't know that I could have done it if it wasn't like this. And do you, are there minimums that people like? Yeah, I mean, you can, like one person can call us and say, I want to do a custom one run of an apron. We do that because we do all of our manufacturing in-house. So we have that capacity. But then someone can call us and say, we want to do a thousand and our our minimum is 50 units. So it's like, it's not, it's not a lot. Um, But yeah, we do thousands and thousands of aprons weekly. And now we do chef coats and work shirts. We do the shoes. We do um, chef socks. We're working on a collection with Parachute Home that's all like linen and beautiful and pot holders and oh napkins and, you know, kitchen towels. We just did a launch with a Rifle Paper Company, which is like a beautiful brand. Yeah. And, you know, so we did a bunch of florals. And so we love to team up with other people in the same way that we've teamed up with chefs from day one. Now we team up with businesses and say, you bring this to the table. We bring this to the table. Let's make something beautiful. I mean, that's not a lot of people in the company. Forty. No, no. I mean, it's just, it's I mean, amazing. it's totally, I still own it a hundred percent. So we don't have, you know, I think because of that, we've been able to find ways to be really resourceful yeah. and, you know, have our team manage what we have coming our way and we control our inventory. Everyone's in the same place. So it's fully vertical in that yeah. sense. Um, and I think that you can do a lot with people. What are your thoughts on raising money? I, I'm not personally, I don't want to go down that route. And we've had so many people want to buy us or invest and, you know, they're there. And if I ever want to do that, I can make one call and make it happen. But I, 
I don't have an MBA. I didn't go to business school. I studied cooking. Um, and I feel like if I had taken on money, I would have missed the opportunity to learn how to do things by sheer experience. And I kind of didn't want to give up that opportunity. Well, and it sounds like you were able to run the business without raising money. Yeah. And, and we've been able to, and it's kind of interesting every time I had, I mean, I've talk to plenty of investors, every time I talk to them, they'd be like, so what would you need the money for? And I would say X, Y, Z, H, P. And then I'd be like, wait a second, I think I can figure. And then I'd talk through it with them and I would leave the meeting and say, you know what? I think we can actually do that right now. Let's, yeah. And then I would end up figuring it out and not needing that money. And I just kind of like kept pushing ourselves to the next place every time and not need that, that additional, you know, stress and money from them. I just figured it out with my own team or I was like, I can't, I can't bring our manufacturing in house. And then we met the guy that managed, he was the chief manufacturing officer for American apparel for 16 years. And he's like, I'll help you set up the floors. And I was like, great. What? Yeah. And like, that's crazy. He came on board and joined our team. Like we just, Oh, so he's on. Yeah. yeah, Like he's on our team. So we have some pretty like We're small, but we're mighty. And we have some amazing people that are helping us go to the next level. Because to your point, this is unusual. Like it's unusual to have a fully owned company in this day and age. And, um, you know, we're like, we're in the black. Like we we don't have debt. We are just, we're not growing at a velocity of like a glossier, but we have full control of what we're doing. And that I love. That's amazing. So we just saw Allie Webb, yes. mutual friend, <laughs> and she said that you're getting married in Mexico City. I am. So, so Mexico City, how did that? So I'm half Mexican okay. and half English. Okay. And when I turned 18, I moved to Mexico City by myself. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Huge. Thank you. Um, and I've just always loved Mexico a lot. I love the culture. I love how like lively and happy Mexico is in general. And so I just thought my fiance and I love going there. So we were like, let's do it. We're going to get married awesome. there. Does your fiance work in the business? Or? No, he has a company called Good Magazine and Upworthy. So he's in like social oh, impact yeah. and yeah, went to Brown, wants to save the world, you know, like yeah. proper human. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, how did you guys meet? We met here in LA, mutual friend. She was like, you, she actually said, she's like, I, I know your future husband. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then she introduced me and I was like, okay, that's true. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's very calm, very calm and collected, which is like perfect balance for me. That's so great. Well, good and upworthy are like yeah. great, 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 great content. So I know. That's... I mean, it's I, I'm very inspired by him. So That's awesome. And then you mentioned you have a pet pig. Yes. So tell me, what's his name? <sighs> Trusty Oliver. Uh, he's yeah. very large. <laughs> it's kind of like the size of this table. Um, he's 212 pounds. And uh, yeah, not gonna lie. He's a handful. And we've had him for three years. Can you lift him? Oh my God, no. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You he's have to so like, big. when you take him to the vet, you yeah. have to like put him on a leash. And- yeah. Well, let's be real. My vet comes to us now because oh. we can't actually take him to the vet yeah. anymore. He's just too big. Um, but yeah, he's gigantic. Do pigs like bite or anything or no? He's a little feisty. Yeah. So Oliver bites. But if you have a female pig, they're a little bit more chill than a male pig. Yeah. But he's domesticated. He never goes pee or poop or anything inside the house. He doesn't smell at all. Like at all. I've and um, yeah. Yeah. If you follow me at Ellen Marie Bennett on Instagram that you will see a lot of uh, Oliver action on there. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. And how old is he? 
he's almost he's three and a half. Yeah. So he's but you know they live for twenty years. So he's there with it's a you. Long Do you time. Went to Mexico City with you? No, no. my God, somebody will turn him into carnitas <laughs> if I like turn around. Like, no, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, Oliver is not leaving Chirizo. LA for the wedding. No, yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, it's all right. I'm like, I'm Jewish and I have a pig and I still eat bacon. So I'm guilty. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so tell me about the school of hustle. How did that come about? And do you have something planned for this year? Yes, we do. So um, when we turned five years old as a company, I was like, I really want to do something that's not just a party because we are great at throwing parties. But I wanted to give back to our community in a way that was really real and tangible. And I thought, okay, so if we can throw a party, what if we throw a conference? We make the conference all about everything we've learned over the last five years. So it's like, So our five-year anniversary, here's the tools that we've learned. And uh, so we teamed up with Instagram on it. And we built a gigantic conference. And it was incredible because we got people like Allie and, you know, the president of Williams-Sonoma and Roy Choi and John and Vinny from Animal and Son of a Gun who are like amazing entrepreneurs as well as restaurateurs. And we had all these people come in. We didn't pay anybody to come be a part of it. We just said... We want you to share your journey and share your hustles and everything that you've done to build your life. And they were all like, hell yes. Because everyone has had people in their life that have said, I'm going to help you, right? So you want to give back to the community. And we made it this thing where people had to go online and apply to register. And thousands of people applied. And we only accepted 250 people in. And everyone flew in. I mean, there were people flying in from like Canada, It was crazy, crazy. like New York, Canada, Boston, all over the country. And um, we're doing another one this year. And this year we teamed up with Tastemade to do it. So it's it's really fun. People pay to go to the conference or no, no, no. it's like we sponsor it and we team up with somebody to do it and we just well, like if you need hint for the conference. oh my gosh done it's happening yeah, i would seriously. like to request yes. these two flavors thank you very pineapple much this and one and this one fizz. yes the my favorite is a sparkling blackberry and then in the flat version i like the pineapple seriously we love it we would so love good. to do that done you're so, in yeah done super super fun yeah so so what's next for headley and bennett so you're i mean i feel like you guys have been through a big transition from you know, the aprons to... Yeah, I mean, I think we're, like, really morphing into, like, a proper, call it culinary lifestyle brand. You know, I think that culinary is becoming a lot more important in everyone's lives, and people are thinking about food in a different way, and everything from food to food waste, and how do we... How is this a part of our life? And... Well, it's funny that... You know, as you're talking about this, I've I've said this for years that I feel like people go to a restaurant or they set up a restaurant, whatever end yeah. you look at it from, and they forget about a couple of things. Like they don't forget about like the tables and the chairs generally. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they used to, but they, they don't do that anymore. But they forget if you're like a food restaurant, like so Hint is an unsweetened flavored water. Yeah. and you know, our biggest competition is the soda industry. So, and so typically the soda industry provides or partners with restaurants and provides like these free um, dispensing machines in their restaurants for Coke or Pepsi. And there's others, but those are the big ones, right? And, you know, I laugh over the years when I hear like, 
these like great, healthy, better for you restaurants are serving like they're putting so much time and effort into the food. And then you can like you see on the menu or you see the machines off to the side where like the customers can actually see it. That you've got these Coke and Pepsi brands, right? Yes, exactly. And and it's kind of like, did you guys just like, I mean, that to me is like maybe more important than having like the right table. Right. You know, and yet these people forget about it. And I think like the aesthetics of like the uniforms too and the consistency and like to your point the colorful and yeah. playfulness yeah. of it and the uniqueness. and the quality at the and end the of the quality. day it's the quality yeah and it's like you know they're i mean maybe best case scenario they said to the workers like you have to wash your clothes every day right so, and there can't be any stains on them right. but they don't actually try and differentiate right. you know just to have like the same vibe and the same brand that they tried to... Yeah, it doesn't, like, permeate... It's all actually off-brand right. to have, you know, a Coca-Cola machine at, a, like, a vegan restaurant. You're like, what? No. That doesn't even make sense. What are you doing there? You know, yeah. And, yeah. and I've had these conversations with so many... And, and in particular, in the last six months, and people are really starting to get it. Yeah. So I think that this is an aspect... Yeah. What you guys are doing, too, is, yeah. like... Like, people are so ripe for this conversation. It needs to be every single detail of it. No, absolutely. And we're headed in that direction. Yeah. For sure. I think people are just, like, so much more educated and aware. And thank God, because we need need people to know that. And I think chefs are a big part of that movement of just understanding what are we eating? Where is it from? How did it get there? What does it do to your body? And yeah, and really every aspect important. about the about the uniforms too. Yeah. And so I think that that's really important. I mean, where did the uniforms come from? Who was actually making them? Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. It's like for the longest time, it just like showed up in front of you, kind of like meat. Yeah. You're just like, oh, it's just meat. You go to the store and it's a package, but you don't know where that meat came from or what it was like or how it was processed. Same thing with our with our aprons. Like everything was just from China everything was from overseas and you don't know who's making it how they're making it or anything and in our case if you come to our factory in downtown LA you get an open tour of our that's really interesting have you ever talked to food buy no do you know who food buy is so food buy is the largest food service operator in the country and they own I don't know if you've ever heard of Bon Appetit they or Compass Foods or So they are the holding company wow. for all of those. So we have a huge relationship. Oh with, my gosh, that's um, amazing! And actually, another EY um, entrepreneur, a guy his name's Fidel, and I'm going to screw up his last name, so I'm not even going to try. But he is the CEO and founder of Bon Appetit. Oh wow! And so I had met him just from wandering around yeah. the EY conference without amazing. having a mentor. Yeah, um, I had met Fidel, and anyway, we ended up grabbing lunch he's up yeah. in the bay area and we ended up grabbing lunch one day and and talking a little bit about our business yeah. and then he made the connection to his parent company food buy wow. oh my gosh and I'd so, love to meet him yeah so he's so it's been an amazing connection but it's interesting because he cares a lot about i mean so when i say food service like yeah. he's not just about like he hires all the staff for Bon Appetit is like the high end mm-hmm. of like food service operations right. within companies. So they, they do Google, 
He does Nike. Now they've gone into college campuses. So he does Stanford and Duke and UPenn. And, I feel um, like we might work with them because we outfit Google and Yahoo and Facebook's campuses. Like the kitchens. So maybe we already work yeah. with one Appetit. I wonder. So, yeah, but you we'll should definitely meet Fidel along the way because it's like he's very much about, I mean, now, like it, a couple of years ago, I mean, he really started to dig into like the farms and he wants to understand like the wages of oh, the farms. Oh, I'd love and to meet he's them. like, yeah, That's like so he's cool. super. So I would think that he'd yeah. be very interested in, yeah. you know, the uniforms and, and everything that surrounds that too and people looking good and especially since so many of these spaces are out in the open too i mean they're not like behind you know closed doors where it's well, you know what the vibe. craziest thing is i have seen how when people put our aprons on like something like psychological happens like yeah. they actually lift their head up higher and they're like okay yeah let's do this and, and they, they put it on and they look good and they feel good and they're going to do a better job well i was just thinking trying about harder. that too because open kitchens yeah are like pretty much everywhere yeah now no, right literally I mean, everywhere that that's yeah like, like chefs are the new rock star yeah and we're yeah. the ones outfitting those rock stars so interesting well this has been really really fun i mean we're going to still continue with some rapid fire questions okay wanna, give it to me so what's your favorite hint flavor Definitely the sparkling blackberry. Awesome. Okay. So favorite exercise? Flywheel. Spinning. I'm dedicated. I lost 15 pounds by doing flywheel for the last two months. What healthy habit makes you feel great about yourself? I try to drink relatively modestly. So pretty, pretty rare, which means zero hangovers. Awesome. What habit sabotages your health? Not sleeping enough. What ways do you stay healthy when traveling? I drink a ton of water and I carry these little protein shakes around so that no matter what, I have like vitamins and the basic nutrients, depending on wherever I am. What is your favorite restaurant in LA? Daikokuya, which is a cash-only ramen spot in Little Tokyo. Oh, interesting. I know, exactly. My favorite healthy meal is? Oh, gosh, no, ramen's not healthy. Um, okay. My favorite healthy meal, I think is honestly, it's like a bowl of kale with beans, some feta cheese, olive oil, vinegar, like super simple, clean, and then like random veggies in it. I just got back from Greece and that's what I was eating in Greece the whole time. That's so funny that you just said that. I like eating food that you know what you're eating. Like that's kale. That's this. That's it. Like each thing is what it is. I love it. Yeah. So top three most used apps on your iPhone. A Color Story, which is a really amazing. She's like, yeah, social media captain approves. Instagram and Google Calendar. So my entire life runs on Google Calendar. Not iCalendar, not other calendars, Google Calendar. Interesting. Favorite hobby? Um, Running, actually. Running, Running and exercising, like extreme sports, I guess triathlons, marathons, running, things where I'm very out of my comfort zone. Are you a morning or evening person? Morning. Morning exercise makes me so on point for the entire day and virtually anything could happen. And like I have 10 times more resilience the days I work out at Flywheel. (laughs) So funny. Are you shorts or legging person? No, I'm definitely leggings because my legs will chafe. (laughs) Favorite artist right now? Ooh. Ai Weiwei. Very, very cool. 
That's in artist land, yeah. but I guess in music, I Radiohead for sure, all the way, 100%. I love it. This is great. Yay. Thank you. You're so welcome, guys. You can keep up with Ellen on Instagram at Ellen Marie Bennett. That's E L L E N. M-A-R-I-E-B-E-N-N-E-T-T and be sure to check out her awesome products at headleyandbennett.com. I love giving away things that are dear to my heart like Hint Water. So for the next three months, I'll be choosing five lucky listeners each episode to win a year's supply. To enter, all you have to do is go to karagolden.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. That's it. And if I see you tweeting it out and tagging me at Kara Golden, you will increase your chances of being picked. And as a special thank you to all of our Unstoppable subscribers, for a limited time only, you can enjoy a special hint offer at drinkhint.com slash unstoppable. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. unstoppable. unstoppable.